0: verse 6 praise God amen amen in Ruth chapter 1 verse 6 to 18 my mission here is to try not to tell you, the, you know the story already but we want to try to extrapolate some truth within the fabric of this text The verse number six is when Naomi heard in Moab that the Lord had come to the aid of his people by providing food for them. She and her daughter-in-laws prepared to return home from there. With her two daughters-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set out on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, go back, each of you, to your mother's home. May the Lord show you kindness as you have shown kindness to your dead husband and to me. May the Lord grant that each of you will find rest in the home of another man. Then she kissed them goodbye, and they wept aloud and said to her, We will go back with you to your people. But Naomi said, Return home, my daughters. Why would you come with me? Am I going to have more children who could become your husbands? Return home, my daughters. I am too old to have another husband even if I thought there was still hope for me, even if I had a husband tonight and then gave birth to sons, would you wait until they grew up? Would you remain unmarried for them? No, my daughters. It is more bitter for me than for you because the Lord's hand has turned against me at this they wept aloud again. Then Oppa kissed her mother-in-law goodbye, but Ruth cleaved to her. Luke said Naomi, your sister-in-law is going back to her people and their gods. Go back with her. But Ruth replied, don't urge me to leave you or to turn back from you. Where you go, I will go. And where you stay, I will stay. Your people will be my people. And your God, my God. Where you die, I will die. And there, I will be buried. May the Lord God deal with me. Be it ever so severely. If even death separate you and I. The verse number 18 says... When Naomi realized that Ruth was determined to go with her, she stopped urging her. Wow. This is the word of God. I like it when the response turns me to God. I want to minister on the subject of entitled Commitment. Tell your neighbor, Commitment. I spoke to you about the three C's I spoke to you about competency capacity and character but those series I ended it about two weeks ago but there is an item of commitment that is lacking in the dispensation in which we find ourselves this is one of the most interesting profound stories in the strictest and I just want to trust the Lord to be a blessing to us, through this text, when we say commitment, we are referring to the state or quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity. You must be committed to something. It's a state and quality of being dedicated to a cause or activity, etc. Another meaning: say an engagement or obligation that restricts freedom of action. There is no restriction, but you place this upon yourself and you, there are alternative, but you don't follow those alternatives. You stick to one side and you are dedicated in that dispensation. Another one which I love so much is said: the willingness to give your time, your energy to a job, activity or something that you believe in. So when you are committed to something, it is a sign that you made this conscious willingness. It's a subjection. Others may not have the same level of understanding, but you place this upon yourself. Another meaning says that a promise to give yourself your money, your time, etc. to support or to buy something. Tell your neighbor is a commitment. I like it so much. Commitment is a state of being where we say, "Let me say it properly." This is another quote, uh, another definition somebody gave it, a personalized one. Is a commitment is a state of being where we do want. Ah, yeah, this, let me say it properly. Commitment is the state of being where we do what we say. That's right. A commitment is is the state of being where. The place where you are, you are there because of what you said. I did not because of what I said, I would have gone. But because of what I did, what? I did say it. I said I will stay with you. And because I said I will stay with you, I am committed and dedicated with my time, my resources, and everything of mine to make sure that I'm not moving because of what I did, was, what I said. Be with me. I like it so much when Neil Donald said something. He said, The biggest commitment you must keep is your commitment to yourself. The biggest commitment you must keep is your commitment to your war, to yourself. I love this man, John C. Maswell, the book we are doing at the home cell. He made a statement, the writer of that book. He said, when you make commit, when you make a commitment, you create hope. When you keep a commitment, you create you create trust. So when you when you create a commitment, you create word hope. But when you keep your commitment, you create trust. Praise the Lord. I like it when James Paul Stattree said that commitment is an act. Not a word. It is a war. It is an act. Not a word. A word. Most of us end at the place of war. A word. It is not war. A word. I like it when Eva Longaria said that marriage is a commitment. So you always, it says, so you always have to work at it. It's a commitment. Therefore, you have to do what? Work at it. My, my, one of the most profound writers, Abraham Lincoln, said that commitment is what transforms a promise into a reality. It transforms. It is worse. I would define commitment as words Bring into manifestation. Today, your commitment level will be appreciated in Jesus' name. I, I wrote something. I said, commitment requires self-discipline. Which is a price many are not ready to pay. The outcome of commitment is so sophisticated that only few people enjoy it. It is commitment that distinguishes the serious, the foolish from the wise. It is commitment. There are things that only comes to us because of our commitment. The attention, it doesn't matter how much you pray it can never come to you until you commit to something tell your neighbor commit to something praise the Lord hallelujah commitment is a key to change I wrote that commitment is a word it's a key to change I nearly wrote commitment is the key but it can be the key if it is a key then it means it's one But it's one of the keys that opens one to a place of possibilities. I wrote here, commitment requires self-discipline. It is a self-obligation that you place upon yourself. I have decided to walk with you. I have decided to stay with you. And that is one of the things the disciples did. They were committed to Jesus. When many left Jesus, they said, no, 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 we are not going anywhere. We are staying with you. Tell your neighbor change your commitment level. Most often, it is a lack of commitment that causes us to fail in the place we must succeed. There is a place you have to succeed, but because of your lackadaisical attitude, because of your sluggishness, I read, I read, I read a text in the Bible which says that a sluggish person is the one is the one that supports destruction. So you don't need to tell me you are destroying what God is doing. Your sluggishness is a sign that you are destroying it. I pray that you'll be committed. We are in an environment where we see, look at these pillars, the pillars in this building. If they were not committed to this building, do you think this building would stand? There is nothing that progresses without commitment. And I pray that commitment will be the virtue that carries us into the next generation in Jesus' name. There are certain battles or challenges in life we are going through that will never change until we commit to the things that will carry change. Sometimes I look at believers and I look at Christians and I begin to wonder the reason why you didn't succeed. I remember the first time I run and the instrumentalist started playing. You remember them, they play and nothing good comes out. But after commitment, that which was impossible, become possible. The reason why you are failing is that you have not exerted commitment to the things you are doing. But I pray that today you will receive that virtue in the name of Jesus. The text in which we read in Ruth chapter 1, verse 1 to 6. I said, I'm not, you know the story. You know, this story is so profound that every preacher I have heard preaching this message, they were comparing Ruth to Naomi. I don't know whether anybody have heard this text regarding the subject of Naomi. Everybody want to talk about Ruth. Ruth was committed. Ruth was dedicated. She placed this request that the sincerity of following Naomi. But the question I want you to understand is that the Bible said that this was a woman who traveled with her husband. And when they traveled to a place to the Moabites, she joined them. And when they went there, they went completely. They went as a battalion, as a family. But when Naomi was living there, she left alone with the daughter-in-laws. According to the text, you understand that she made reference to the fact that I am too old, which means she was a very old woman. Hallelujah. She was committed to supplying her needs. She was committed. She wanted food to survive for her destiny. But the Bible said that she followed after it. And the more she followed after it, The less she obtained it. And my Bible said that this woman, not only was she committed, I see Naomi as a woman who is committed. In her old days, she was so committed that she didn't want anybody around her. She was so weak, but she was committed to going to the land of Bethlehem. A place she has said, the Bible said, she heard that the voice of God has provided us food. And the Bible says she rose up to go back because she heard that the Lord has supplied for them. How many of us have heard things from God that we have decided to be committed to it? Most of us are so eager to hear what God is saying. But so we are so eager to move away from the place of commitment. When God speaks, the next thing you need is commitment. The Bible says that a nation without a vision shall perish. But I also say a nation with a, with a vision that is not committed will also perish. Our sight is a gateway of greatness, but commitment is the, is the pain we go through to actualize our reality of life. I pray into your life today that strength is coming upon your life to be committed. Oh, your amen is too weak. The Bible says so she rose up, and the Bible used the word in the verse number seven. The verse number seven, with her daughter-in-law, she left the place where she had been living and set on the road that would take them back to the land of Judah. Listen to me, as far as she remained in the place of the Moab, there was no, there was no hope for her, but immediately she set herself on the road. When you commit to the things of greatness, greatness will embrace you. The Bible says she set herself on the road. Which road have you committed to? Let me say this to you. Some of us are committed to uncommittedness. We are committed to not being committed. (laughs) Did you answer what I said? We are committed to not being committed. Praise the Lord. The Bible said if you set yourself on the things that will make you great, greatness. I was I was studying something about greatness, and I realized that greatness is not a, it's not something you do to get through, it's the result you get. When you plant a seed, you look forward to the fruit. Greatness is a fruit. You must understand this. Don't be so eager to want the fruit that you forget that you have to plant the seed the seed and water it and see it grow and you will see the fruit. You don't question the the, When you plant the seed and you do what is required of the seed, it will bear fruit. When you commit to greatness, greatness will embrace you. The Bible says she committed to the road. Which road are you committed to right now? Which road are you committed to? Are you committed to the things of the flesh or the things of the world or what are you committed to? The Bible said this woman heard, grace, precious one, everybody's greatness comes from something that is. Every greatness comes from the seed of the idolist world. It's an abstract. It is not tangible. The Bible said that he called the things that are not as though they were. The Bible said the world we see today, they were extrapolated from things that were not seen. Your greatness is somewhere in an abstract. It is a vision, something you are seeing. It is not tangible. It is commitment that will actualize it. If we want to move to our place of worship, it is something in abstract. We can bring it to pass through commitment and dedication. Praise the Lord. Ask your neighbor, which road are you on? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Bible, look at it. If there was someone to go back, if there was somebody to give up, look, look at this woman. Her physical apocryphal, her physical appearance, her body was so weak, but she was determined, through commitment, to go back. Oh, you have no idea. You don't know what God was, is looking at for you. God is looking out for you but he needs your commitment. Hallelujah. Let me, let me stick to this because of time. Hallelujah. Your commitment will be tested. Your commitment will be tested. The Bible said that two of them said we will go with you. But the Bible said that when the test of time came, only one stuck with there. Why? Because your commitment will be tested. The Bible said that she entreated. He said, I want you to go back because there is nothing good that is coming from me. Precious one. When you commit to anything of God, it doesn't matter the subject. If you are obeying the voice of God, commit it because of what God said. It doesn't matter if you are a husband here and you are loving your wife and your wife is not submitting to you. Don't worry, you keep on doing it. Pray for more grace to go on. Because the God who you are obeying will reward you. The problem with Opa was that she was thinking her blessing will come from Naomi. She was thinking the baby will come from Naomi. Naomi may not have the ability to give birth. But she's got the ability to produce something that will cause you to have what you want. I pray that today you will be committed to something. Today you will not kiss what you have to stay on. Most of us have keys the things we have to commit to to be committed to and we've allowed them to go. It was through this wonderful woman, Ruth, through the genealogy of Ruth that we got Boaz, that we got that we got David, that we got Jesus. Why are you running from what you have to stay on? Sometimes most of the struggles we go through in life are not initiated by the devil, they are orchestrated by God. When, the, when, the, when Moses was crossing the Red Sea with the Israelites, do you think it was the devil who put the Red Sea there? No! It was God himself who did it. And the Bible said when they crossed the Red Sea and people heard about what the hand of God have done, the Bible said that they said these are people who crossed the Red Sea. We have to fear them. Today, I pray that your commitment will produce something you never expected. Praise the Lord. I want to extrapolate some things here. I want to talk about the element. The element of commitment. Say element of commitment. Element means one of the parts of something that makes it work. Or the quality that makes someone or something effective. So there are things that make commitment effective. I want to share that with you. So commitment on itself is so it's so powerless, but there are ingredients you put in it that makes it sound as commitment. Praise the Lord. You can't prepare. What, what, what do you what, what, what hear? You can't prepare, can prepare pepper soup and there is no pepper. There are ingredients that makes it become pepper soup. Praise the Lord. And we are going to look at the ingredient that make commitment become solid. Praise the Lord. I know some of you are thinking about purpose soup now. Amen. The first thing that makes commitment powerful is what we call purpose. Purpose. The first component of commitment is... The first component of commitment to a change is the why. Ruth was asking herself this question. Why? Why am I following this woman? He said that when I married your husband, when I married your son, I covenanted with you that I will not leave you. The mother-in-law relationship doesn't terminate when your son dies. It's a commitment. Praise the Lord. He said, "What? It is on the premise of purpose. There is a divine purpose. Why are you in this church? Why am I you the reason why you have to commit yourself to this ministry is the purpose." What is purpose? Purpose is a reason for which something exists. So if you're a member of this church, why are you a member? Are you a member so that you sleep in the house so that those of us will come? Are you a member of this church that you will not pray so that some of us will pray? If you're a member of this church, it will cost you to be committed. When you look at your husband, when you look at your job, when you look at your vision, Why must I commit to my vision? Because of the purpose. The reason for which the purpose came to me. Why must I commit to this dream? Because of the purpose of the dream. It will deliver me from bondage into the place of freedom. That is why I must do it. Purpose has been abused because we refuse to understand. Most of you have forgotten and you don't know the purpose. Therefore, you don't commit to the things you have to commit to. When you see somebody who understands the purpose for which they are occupying in the place. The Bible said, he said, entreat me not to go. I am occupying the purpose. Praise the Lord. The Bible said, for the joy that was set before him, he endured the cross. He was committed because of the joy, the purpose. He said, for this reason, the son of man was born. To die, therefore I must be committed to this death. Your commitment. If my children are going wayward, what is my purpose? Why must I commit to bringing them out? Because they don't know what they are doing. Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. I occupy in the place of purpose. Praise the Lord. Purpose will cause you to be more committed. Number two. What makes commitment Operator's commitment is what we call sacrifice. When I define purpose, I told you that you you decide to forget all other things. You stimulate yourself to this effect, this this purpose, this reason. I have forgotten about everything. That is why I said marriage is a word. It's a commitment. I've decided to forsake all the other women and I'm seeking to you. You will be for better, for worse. Hallelujah. We live in a generation where right now people are not able to sacrifice. Listen, let me say this to you. If you are in a family where you are the one standing, you are the one working and the other one is not working, please don't take it for granted. There are seasons in life. Don't abuse people because they don't have what it takes when you are in a commitment relationship. Because tomorrow by this time, the clock war will change. Hallelujah. I saw a woman, who a man who was so dedicated in his marriage. He was working while the wife was not working. After many years, the husband was not working and the wife was working. And I like it so much that the Bible said, The same measure you measure for others, so will be measured to you. Praise the Lord. I want to beg you, sometimes our sacrifice... At the place, sometimes if people don't understand the reason why we are doing what we are doing they will tell us to quit I know some people may be asking Ruth and, and Oprah why are you following your mother-in-law the, the children are dead why why are you following what is the purpose why are you sacrificing so much it's the price we pay to stand in the place we said we will stand praise the lord this is often the hardest part of our commitment any commitment because you have to go to a different level or experience different things to make a headway making sacrifices means that you might you might have to give up certain things that are less important in order to enjoy it in the things that are more important sacrificing is not merely a cognitive exercise rather it is the doing behind the change it's not just something, I'm I'm going to stand with you. If I tell you I'm your pastor, I'm committed to it. When you call me, I should be there for you. Praise the Lord. So Ruth said, Naomi said, Ruth said, I want you to know I am not going anywhere. I am sacrificing my life for you. And when you sacrifice, there is a reward that comes. There are some things you cannot walk in until you sacrifice. My brother, my sister, what are you sacrificing for? If you are committed to your work, what are you sacrificing for? If you are committed to this ministry, what are you committed to? What are you, are you ready to sacrifice? It is your sacrifice that determines whether you will be committed or not. Praise the Lord. Nowadays, we have people who, do, who always want to gain from everything. It's not everything you gain in at a particular time. There are time, there are called seed moments that you may not benefit. Praise the Lord. The next one I want to talk about briefly is what we call promise. Every commitment precedes a promise. So the woman said, Ruth said to Naomi, he said, I will be with you. He said, everywhere you are going, I will be with you. She gave her promise. And because of that promise, she stood by it. The Bible said the disciples, when Jesus promised them, the Bible said they decided to go out of the things that will make the promise come to pass. The Bible said they never actualized it until they came back and waited in the upper room. I pray that whatever you have been committed to will provide the result you are looking for in the name of Jesus. The Bible said that he that has called us is faithful. He neither sleep nor snubber. The Bible said that he that watches over Israel, he doesn't sleep nor slumber. If God has promised us and he's committed to us, the Bible said he's committed to his own word. He watches over his word to perform it. I pray today that as you walk in the strength of commitment, nothing will put you to shame in the name of Jesus. The last one I want to talk about is called pay off. This is the fruit of your labor. There is something that is called payoff. For today's crowd, we are often looking for instant payoff. This is usually not the case in real life. Anything that has a solid and important purpose does not often happen overnight. It requires ongoing sacrifice, continual promises to yourself. to get to where you want to be. When I talk about commitment, I want you to know it pays off. it That's what it pays off. Making changes does not involve... Making changes require commitment. But commitment requires more than a verbal or cognitive desire. Choices and intent. It is a recurrent process of ongoing involvement in the change consider these steps as you are mapping up to your next level of effort I wrote something here that the target of commitment is achievement or what I call vision this means that what anyone committed to anything in life until you achieve it you don't back out even though it tarried, the Bible said wait for it in the place of commitment in the name of Jesus the level of your achievement, the level of the achievement you want in life, determine the level of commitment you exert in something. If you want to be a doctor, it's not going to be the same as going to be a teacher. The level of sacrifice will be different. I was watching Elio Max, the one who invented, what do you call it, Tesla, your favorite car. You will buy one definitely in Jesus' name. This man said that the people I counted on, the people I trusted, I look upon, when I came out with my vision, they told me it was not possible. In an interview, he told the interviewer, he said, wait for a minute. He started in tears he started crying he said at that point I had about 20 about 30 to 40 million I had two business the uh the what do you call it the craft business or, or to go into the car business he said I had to split my money into both ventures and today because I was committed I am enjoying it that enjoyment would never have come without commitment I was listening to Arnold Schwarzenegger. When he said that, he said, when I wanted to become the world, what do you call it? The the strongest man in the world. He said, I was so dedicated, committed. I was training five hours a day, six hours. Until I actualize it, I never stop. Precious one, anybody who wants to achieve something great in life, you must commit to it. Without commitment and dedication, there is no reward that will come to you. I spoke to you about John when I told you that except the seed of corn falls on the ground and die it remained alone but when it dies it falls on the ground and die it will bear fruit what does the seed does? It commit to the ground. It should have been there. It should have been there. But it commit to one place and it began to grow. If the seed is not committed to that space and be committed to it, it will not germinate. Because before I used to plant seed. If you want to try it, you can try it. If you like, plant a seed today and tomorrow morning, move it to another place. And the next morning, move it to another place. Because of the uncommittedness, the seed will never be able to grow properly. I pray over your life that the strength of commitment will come over your life in the name of Jesus whatever the lord has promised you i pray that the commitment that will cause you to actualize it will come upon your life i pray that our children will commit to the things that will make them great they will commit to the things that will open the greatness door in their life may they not commit to anything that will lead them into distraction i pray over the life of everyone under the sound of my voice that the strength of commitment is coming upon you in the name of jesus I thought you put your hands together for Jesus eh? Precious one, there is no shortcut. Tell your neighbor there is no shortcut. If you are not committed to success, if you are not committed to steady, success cannot be yours. The Bible says steady to show thyself approved. A workman needed not to be ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. What are you committed to? What are you committed to? Everything you touch, you are not committed to it. Today, God wants you to be committed. Whatever your hands will touch, you'll be committed to it. I pray that anything that will lead you to distraction, may you not commit to it. In the name of Jesus, stand on your feet. Thank you, Jesus. Put your hands together for the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Let me have the communion, please. There are things that strength will be needed. I want, you, I want you to understand this. You want to pray. We're going to have communion. And the communion, the bread, symbolizes strength. And as you want to receive strength, I want you to bear in mind commitment. It was commitment that caused Jesus to resurrect. He was so committed to the voice of the Father. He said, I must obey the work of him who sent me. Whilst the day because the night coming when no man can work today is your day to commit to something your vision the people around you committing to good relationships in the name of Jesus thank you Father the Bible said in the book of Matthew chapter 26 verse 26 Matthew 26 26 may I have it on the screen please the Bible said he took the bread and he broke it the Bible said He ran the tongues to God. The Bible said he gave it to them because they will need strength. Sometimes the words of men will cause you to move from a place where you are committed to. Some people have got a way of poisoning the environment so that it will not be conducive for you. But I pray that as you eat this bread strength will come to you. You receive the strength to do the impossible. The verse number 27. The Bible said he took the wine. The Bible said he blessed. He gave thanks and offered it unto God. I like, give me King James. King James said he blessed. Is that King James? He gave thanks and gave it to them. All right. I want you, whilst you are coming... I want us to come with a mindset of commitment. That, oh God, whatever concerns you, whatever word you have said in my life, may I commit to it. May I engage in the activities that will cause it to be manifested. In the name of Jesus. I want you to begin to pray. If you are here, the only chance you have to fellowship with this breaking of bread is when you give your life to Jesus. When you are part of the faith family, Bible said in the book of John chapter 3 it said except a man be born again he cannot see the kingdom of heaven this meal belong to them who are in the faith family who are born again if you are here and you've not given your life to Jesus and you want to commit to it so that you will enjoy this fellowship you can lift up your hand and I will pray with you While the meal is coming round, the wine and the bread if you are here and you want to give your life to God I want you to lift up your right hand and I want to pray for you Let's have the wine go around. Whilst this is coming around, you are praying. And I'm looking around. If you want to give your life to Jesus, step in the middle for me, please. Step in the middle. Thank you, Jesus. Step in the middle. If you look, come forward, don't worry. Come stand here. If you want to give your life to Jesus, stand in the middle for me. Thank you, Lord. Whilst forward if you are committed to nothing, there are certain relationships that you must be committed to. And you will see greatness happen. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. All right. Let's have the... So that you'll be able to fellowship. Don't worry. This way. Everybody close your eyes. I don't know whether somebody is here, you know how to play trumpet. I don't know. Whether does somebody play trumpet here? I don't know. I, I hear trumpet. I don't know what it means. Does anybody play trumpet here? You play trumpet, trumpet. Lift up your right. If you play trumpet, I don't know. I hear the sound of a trumpet. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Okay. Those of you in the middle, everybody close your eyes. I want you to pray for yourself. It's all about yourself, your commitment. The Bible says each and now every one of us will be judged according to our deeds. How committed we were to our purpose. The, the reason for our existence. Those of you in the middle, could you take the wine from them? Put your wine here, and your bread here. I want, I want to do something. for you. I want you to pray. Listen, greatness is a price. That we pay in the currency of commitment. If you are not committed, you will go nowhere. Anything that is beautiful comes as a result of commitment. Even you were created because of the committedness of God. The Bible said, "He said, come, let us create man. Let us create man in our own image. They were committed to it. And the Bible said, when they committed to it, they said it was good. Lift up your two hands, those in the middle. Say, Lord Jesus, forgive me all my sins. I accept you as my Lord and personal Savior today. Take hold of me. Lead me, O God. Guide me, O God. Make me whole in the name of Jesus. May my life become a wonder in my generation in in jesus name i pray for you in the name of jesus the strength will come to your life you will walk in the place of god and every way you are on that will lead to distraction today it has been reversed in the name of jesus The Bible says, "The step of the righteous are ordered by the Lord." I pray that your step will be ordered by the Lord. I pray that your association, your environment, will be affected and infected by the grace of God. In Jesus' mighty name, Amen. Amen. Whilst you have closed your eyes, you can take your wine and join us whilst we fellowship. You want to take whilst you are taking the bread. I pray over the bread that Jehovah will strengthen you as you eat this. You told Elijah. Eat the bread, then continue in the strength of the bread. As we eat this, may we receive a new strength to be committed to the things we were not committed to. That you have ordered us to do. In Jesus' name, shall we have the bread? We pray over the wine. And Father, we thank you for this wine. We thank you for the blood that you shed for us. As the bread represents your body. The Bible says you, you you quicken through the you have equipped us and quicken our mortal being. I pray O oh God for the spiritual nourishment for the spiritual vitality to be able to be able to diagnose and assess spiritual possibilities. As we drink this may our senses be open. The Bible says he that is spiritual is able to judge both the flesh and the spirit. May we begin to walk in the place of enlightenment. In Jesus' name, let's have the wine. As you are fellowshipping with the Lord, through the breaking of bread, I pray that may God honor you. May God bless you. May God cause you to be committed to everything you need to commit to. The purpose of your existence, I pray that you engage into every activity to bring you to a place of fulfillment. In Jesus' mighty name, somebody shout Amen. Amen. Shall we share the grace?